Hey guys, it's Christina Campbell. I am the owner of CE Wellness. At my private practice, we specialize in natural hormone balancing and digestive health, as I'm sure you've been hearing as I introduce myself on these other podcast episodes. But I wanted to say, please don't ever hesitate to reach out directly by emailing me at info at christinaemilywellness.com. Before we jump into this podcast episode, I just wanted to hop on and make a quick announcement. We have our next six-week challenge that's starting the week after Easter, so that's this spring. And I'm really excited about this one because Bruce, my husband, is doing it completely with us this time. As many of you know, we had recently moved, so life got a little hectic with our two babies, so he did not do the last one. So I'm really excited that he'll be doing this one with us. And this will be my second challenge that I'm hosting and that I'm actually doing with you guys. We're just finishing off this current one. And uh, we're doing Instagram Lives, and we have the private Facebook page for you guys to ask questions and do tutorials. So there's all kinds of fun stuff coming for you guys to really help you get to your goals and get there, sustain them, and make sure that you don't have any any blurry spots on the way. So we're there to answer all your questions and make sure you're doing everything right and there to help you. So that's coming. You can check more about that on my website at christinaemilywellness.com. So today's episode is all about adjusting to motherhood and finding yourself as a mom and postpartum nutrition I'm going to touch on as well. So, you know, it's funny. There's no guest today. It's just me going to be chatting with you guys directly. And I was thinking about who to ask to come on this episode. And I shook my head because I thought I am probably one of the best people because I am a mom. I have two under two. So life is crazy and it's chaotic right now. And I know everything about nutrition. So you guys are in the best of hands. And I wanted to share some personal experiences as well with you guys. So I'm going to go through a series of questions that I get asked a lot and the questions that you probably have or would would just be curious to hear more about from someone else. So a big question that I get is how do you learn to accept help? And it's funny because when my son was born, Micaiah, he's a year and a half now. When he was born, I didn't want help. I felt like I could be super mom or super woman. I could do everything. And I was determined to do it. That's just the kind of personality that I have. And I was still, you know, I hopped back into working full time, even though it was from home, I was still working all my hours. I still had all my clients. My son was born prematurely. He was born at 32 weeks, which was very early, two months early. We spent a month in the hospital. So at that time, um, we were back and forth to the hospital that for those four weeks, I spent the day in there. I'd come home. I would do some work. My husband would be in the hospital in the evenings after he finished work. It was just a really busy time for us. But since I didn't have him here at home, I was trying to make sure that I could still have some kind of structure or still continue life before baby. And when he came home, I was trying to still pull that and implement that. And it just, it became heavy. And it's funny because now people will say, is it easier to have the one or was it easier to adjust to having the two? And truthfully, now that I have a three month old and a one and a half year old, the transition from one to two is a lot more. It's a lot harder for sure. And I look back now and I'm just like, man, having just one baby was not, not that hard at all. 
but I still wanted to be superwoman and get everything done and clean the house. I didn't have a cleaning lady and cook and, and it's hard because I enjoyed doing all of these things. I honestly, to this day, I don't mind doing laundry. I actually find it somewhat therapeutic to me to, to fold and to do dishes. Like I don't mind doing these things. I love my job. I didn't want to sacrifice that. I love spending all the quality time with my son. So I didn't want to sacrifice that by getting help for a babysitter. But I started to get burnt out. Obviously, my sleep was still interrupted. I was getting up throughout the night with my son. We'd have early morning starts. I wanted to be still the best wife and spend time with my husband and still try to get out when we can. So the point is, I didn't accept help in the beginning. But it was a snowball effect because I started to realize that I couldn't be the best in every aspect. I was starting to cut myself or spread myself thin, right? Or is that that's probably the best thing, not cut myself thin, spread myself thin. And that wasn't the best solution. So someone had posted on Instagram saying when they had their baby, it takes a village. And it's really resonated with me because it does. I realized that people have help for cleaning their house. They have cleaning services. People have help for sometimes cooking. They'll get meal prep. Sometimes they'll have help for their kids and get babysitters or nannies. There's literally a job for everything. And I realized that I was the one doing it all. I mean, also to give credit to my husband when it comes to being super hands-on in the house and with our kids, like he is the best. I could not have asked for anybody better but I'm just saying that I was still wanting to be part of all of it. So once I accepted that help is okay, it's not a sign of weakness. It's there to allow you to be better in other aspects and not feel that you're sacrificing part of you. So I ended up getting a nanny. She came twice a week at that time for just a couple hours. That was my time to focus on my work and give my 110% to my clients and allow my son to also be having a relationship with someone else other than mommy and daddy. So that was, you know, that was just better for me to see that as well. He didn't need to always be with us. It was really important that we had that separation you know, we had a cleaning lady come in once a month at that time in the beginning just to do a deep clean. So I was like, man, like, I'm not going to spend all of my Saturday cleaning. What am I going to do? So once I realized that help is okay and help is appreciated and it's not a sign of weakness, I had to accept that myself. Life started to get better. I started to be able to balance things a lot better. I wasn't burnt out. Everything just started to work. So if you are a new mom and you're diving in and you think, you know, I can handle it all, don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to receive help. Seriously. I was not really one to turn down help, but if it wasn't offered, I wasn't going to go and ask for it. But I realized it's okay. It's okay to say, yes, please help me. Or yes, I accept. Or I'm going to make that call and ask for, you know, a couple hours for a babysitter to come in. Or I'm going to ask for a cleaning service to come through real quick just to help me out. So once I accepted that, like I said, life got better. Another big one is body image. I know I've had two pregnancies. Of course, one was premature. And I still gained about 25 pounds with my son. With my daughter, she was full term. She went all the way. And I think I gained maybe just under 30. Honestly, the weight wasn't a real concern for me. I eat 
pretty healthy, pretty clean diet. It's all about moderation. I would say a pretty good 80-20 rule. Um, so I wasn't anything overboard, but for sure I would say just shy of 30. And like, let's be real. There is the extra skin in the end. Um, everything is not as firm as it used to be. Your bum might be a little bit flatter. You have that extra weight still or extra fluff around the midsection. Um, you might have some love handles. I noticed when I had my son, because I worked out that whole pregnancy, my postpartum journey wasn't as bad, but also because when you have just one child, it really wasn't that hard for me. I was able to juggle pretty well, I would say. And I got those workouts in after my six week clearance and I made it work. Like it was just, it was functional. I, I had a lot of muscle memory, so I was able to get that back. So I felt like I couldn't at that time really relate to to new moms and the whole postpartum journey because I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. I still had a lot of muscle that was there and, and it came back. So to be able to relate, I just wasn't there. So when I had my daughter and we went full term, I didn't work out almost at all that pregnancy, mostly because I had some fears of having another premature delivery and another preemie baby being in the NICU. As, as long as we were with my son, I was I was definitely having some emotions up and down throughout that pregnancy. And we had a couple of scares as well, starting at 29 weeks. I was, you know, in the hospital because we thought we were having contractions and all of that stuff. So especially by that point and onwards, heading into third trimester, I, I really didn't work out at all. I just got walks in with my son and I was chasing him around the house. So to me, that was enough. But I will tell you, I lost a lot of strength. I still gained just about the same amount of weight. And, uh, you know, going up the stairs, I was out of breath and I didn't have any muscle definition. My arms looked like just lanky and there was nothing there. And my arms were even feeling weak from, you know, picking up my son. I'm like, man, this never has happened before. I've been an athlete growing up. You know, I went to, when I was in university, I was active. I was working out every single day. So it was just strange to me to feel so weak. I started to feel almost old. My joints started to hurt, which is also, it's, you know, some aches and pains are common during pregnancy because of the hormonal shifts and whatnot. So just feeling, you know, some of my fingers started to hurt and my wrists started to hurt. My knees felt just sore and getting up from the crown. It was just not a good picture. I didn't like it at all. So that gave me some insight into, okay, this is what some people feel but it's not even just in pregnancy. They feel this in their life. Like that's just not health to me. That's not true optimal health. So after I had my daughter, I felt good physically. Like, you know, I was excited that she was here. Our family was complete. It was just all good emotions, but I, I still felt weak. I just, like I said, I haven't felt like that before. So once I got my six week clearance, after I had my daughter, Malaya, who, who is the three-month-old now, I started the six-week challenges. That was my motivation with my Instagram followers and with my family friends and family and, and everybody just to start something, some kind of movement. I wanted to have accountability. I knew that when you start a new routine or you have a lot of change in your life, that your routine is... It, there's a little shake to it. So I needed accountability to this whole new kind of life with two under two and just chaos. I needed the structure. 
I wanted to get out of my comfort zone because I was feeling weak. I haven't felt like this in the gym before. Even walking into a gym, it was just strange to me that I couldn't lift the same kind of weight that I used to. I couldn't do pull-ups. I couldn't do a set of push-ups. I couldn't do the the squats that I used to do. I couldn't sprint like I used to. So it was honestly out of my comfort zone again, which I have never experienced like this in the gym. So that was something new to me. And I would say just the, the overall commitment, six weeks was not a lot of time to me, but it also was. I've done an eight-week challenge with you guys before, and I felt that was a little bit too long, and four weeks just goes by too quick. So I thought six, week is, six weeks is totally doable, and if I could do it, I know you guys can do it. So as I was adjusting to, like I said, you know, being up again during the nights, I was, and I still am nursing. I still have my son during the day and throwing, throwing in the newborn during the day as well. It was busy, but I knew that I could do it. I set up realistic goals for myself. I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted my strength back. And setting those basic goals that were realistic, but still getting me out of my comfort zone were what was key. And I noticed with you guys or for all the challengers that are in it right now, we're on week five currently. It's nice to hear that too, that, you know, getting yourself out of your comfort zone is scary. You're, pus pus you're pushing yourself for change, but that's how you get results. So when it comes to body image and you're looking at yourself postpartum and your body isn't what it used to be, and it might not be like that again, A, look at what you, what you did you birthed a baby, you had a baby, maybe one, two, three, but you have a child in front. It's a miracle that not everybody gets to experience. It's a truly beautiful thing. So that's part of your reason and your why, right? You look at your kids, they're your reason for wanting to be better and wanting to be your best self and feeling good and being able to keep up with them and whatnot. But I think what's also important is to look at yourself in the mirror and know what you're saying to yourself even say it out loud are you saying positive thoughts are you saying negative thoughts how are you reinforcing yourself what are you looking at what are you what are you tearing yourself apart for are you stepping on the scale every day what's the point i tell everybody maybe take an initial weight so you know if that's what you need to motivate you and then put it away. Don't check it every day. When it comes to hormones and water retention and that time of month and what you ate that day, your weight will fluctuate. It fluctuates every couple minutes, you know, even after before you go to the bathroom. So do not rely on the scale as a method of success or progress. You need to kind of leverage that. Check it on the first day of week one and then check it on the last day of week four. Check it, you know, every so many weeks, if anything, but put that away. That's not a measure of your success or your worth. So personally, I don't check that because that doesn't tell me very much. When I look at myself, I pull the things out that I'm proud of. I always say as well that there's always room for improvement but you need to be happy with where, with where you're at, know where you're headed and know the steps to get there, but don't tear yourself apart for where you're at currently. Be proud of it 
take ownership of it. If you're not happy with your habits, there's room for change. Just acknowledge it. Be self-aware. Gain that self-awareness, but build your own confidence. Don't, don't wait for other people to compliment you or build your self-esteem. Build it within yourself. That's most important. So when I looked at myself after I had my daughter Malaya, like I said, I just felt, for me, I felt very skinny. I don't like that feeling. I like feeling bigger, a little bit thicker, but fit, just that fit kind of look. So for me to feel like skinny with with having some fluff around the midsection, a little extra skin, um, not having that definition in my legs like I've had my whole life, it was just a strange feel. So I just stopped looking at it put clothes on. It's okay. If you are not satisfied with where you're at, just take the ownership of it to be better. But love yourself in the process. And I'm going to stop right there on that because I feel like I could just keep talking about it because body image is so big. And I think now that I have a daughter too, it's even bigger for me. And I have always, I've loved myself. I've loved my body. I've seen what food can do for my body. I've seen what the gym and working out and staying active can do for my body. But I've also seen what not doing those things can do to your body and how you don't feel good inside or outside. And, you know, the difference between illness and wellness, it's a big difference, but it also starts in the mind. So make sure that you're turning those light bulbs on and the right switches up. And you're supporting yourself and not waiting for others to support you. Start from within. All right, moving on. Another question. How do you overcome daily challenges? Oh boy, I'm glad that I did this podcast one after I had my second because the challenges are so different. I have two under two. Life is crazy. And it, it, I call it a beautiful chaos. It's a beautiful kind of chaos. So I wouldn't trade it for the world, but there's definitely challenges. And I don't call it hardship. I don't say it's hard. I just say that I'm I'm challenged and I like challenges, so it's totally fine. So how do I overcome daily challenges? Well, what kind of challenges are we talking about? Let's let's stick to fitness because I know a lot of you are in, interested in that, how I'm able to stick to a six-week challenge and work out five times a week. Number one, I keep workouts short so I know during the day that I could get it in at some point, whether the kids go down, whether my husband comes home early, um, whether the kids go down early for bed, you know, at 6.30, we try to get them in bed at night. It only will take me 30 minutes to do a workout. So to know that they're short, that they're effective, and I get a good sweat and gain that strength that I know that I'm trying to get, it keeps me motivated because I know it's, it's doable, it's realistic. When it comes to challenges with my kids, if we want to talk about that, my mom told me, and I play it in my head every day, that it does not last forever. That's probably the best advice to get through a day or get through that phase is to know that it's not lasting forever. So it's okay. It's okay to have a hard day. The next day is going to be better. When you, when you wake up that next day, just start it off on the right foot know that you survived the day before and move on. I found that if I dwell on it, it just doesn't do good for me. It doesn't do good for anybody. It doesn't affect other people. And it's really just affecting me. So why? Just drop it. I also look at challenges as a way of pulling goals out of them. So 
for example, um, let's say it's hard for you maybe to eat good snacks throughout the day at work because, you know, work is just busy. It's go, go, go. You don't have a lot of breaks, right? And I can compare that even to like a, a mom at home. You have kids running around all day. It's just, it's hard to make something that's healthy and that you can just snack on. So that's the challenge, right? How can we turn that into a goal? So I would say, well, on the weekend when you have family there or help, or you can get your kids involved if it's a little easier, let's make snacks together so it's set up for the week already. That's more realistic, right? Or I would say, um, let's go to the store. I would suggest some snacks that are store-bought approved, and let's make sure that they're in the pantry on a weekly basis. That's on your grocery list every week, so you know during the week you can grab and go, just making life a little bit easier. So when it comes to daily challenges, I try to pull a goal from those, and I find that super, super helpful. Um, another aspect, so let's say we got the fitness, we got the kids, and I mean, just in general, just knowing, like I said, it just doesn't last forever. That's like really the best advice. And in general challenges, just make sure that you are identifying them, that you're becoming self-aware and that you're pulling a goal out of it or else it becomes a stress possibly, or you wonder why you're not achieving your goals. Even for me, I could be mad at my kids for something that day, or I could look at it as, you know, put myself in their shoes. How do they feel? What are they trying to tell me? They're trying to communicate. Um, I don't look at it as let's, let's be, you know, we're frustrated together. It's more of, okay, I'm frustrated. Let me take a step back. This is how I feel. They're frustrated as well. What are they trying to communicate? Because they don't speak yet. So I find that identifying and being more self-aware of the emotion that is attached to it, stepping back, going for a walk, kind of letting it blow off, um, having some water. And, you know, some of these suggestions might sound silly, but seriously, they help just taking big breaths. That goes a long way. Another question that I get a lot is how did you adjust to life with one and then life with two? And it's funny because I've had a lot of people reach out after I had Malaya saying like, did you want them close together? My kids are 15 months apart, so they're very, very close. And they say, you know, I'm, we're trying to get pregnant again. Would you, how, how would you say life is? And I still hear that a lot. So I think there's pros and cons to everything. I will tell you that both of our children were planned. We wanted kids close together. We wanted them to have a close bond. I have a brother that's 23 months older than me. So we grew up very close. And my husband, his sister is a lot older, so they did not really grow up together. So we knew that we wanted them to have a bond and we didn't know how soon or how fast it would happen. And obviously it happened a lot faster than we thought. We thought, to, you know, let's we could start to try or just see what happens. And it, it just happened so fast. So adjusting to life with from no kids to one, like I said, it wasn't that bad. And I think it's because we were just so excited. We, we planned it. It was just the right timing. Um, and there was just all excitement around it because it was all new. So we just kind of did it. Like we just went with the flow. We accepted the challenges that were coming. Um, you know, the nights were, were rough in the beginning, but we were kind of, you have a lot of excitement with the first as well. Cause you just don't know what to expect. It's all, it's all new. 
adjusting from life with one to two, especially because they're both babies, two under two, um, it, it definitely, it was a lot. And it's, it still is because they both need you. They're both, you know, they can't communicate. They're trying to communicate in their own way. But now with my son being a year and a half and my daughter being three months, they say that the first three months is kind of that, that dark space because there's just a lot of, you know, your hormones are all over the place. You're adjusting to this, this new life in your own, in your life. So there's a lot going on, but we're out of that three, that first three month stretch. So now we're back to like kind of regular life. And to see my son interact with my daughter is the most beautiful thing that they're both completely interacting with each other. You know, he is speaking a lot more, so he'll he'll be looking for her and talk to her and give her hugs and bull kisses and ask where she is and all of that. So now that he's at that point, it's it's great. Um, but anytime you have a newborn, there's a lot of challenges there because it's just you're you're trying to get to know your baby, but they're also trying to figure out just how to breathe, how to eat, how to sleep, you know, things don't feel good. Their digestive system's immature and it's still forming and there's a lot going on for them. So um, you got to cut newborn some slack. But I think after anyone gets out of the first three months with their newborn, whether it's your first or your second or your third baby, um, it just gets so much better. But I would say adjusting from life with, with one to two was more challenging from zero to one. Let's dive into nutrition, nutrition tips for getting back on track postpartum wise. My best advice, now I'm a hormone expert, so I will tell you that there's just a lot going on when you just enter postpartum. And it's not only with, you know, we're talking general hormones after you give birth, there's a lot going on there, especially if you start nursing with the placenta coming out, you know, hormones take a dip and whatnot. Um, and just trying to regulate. You're also, your your routine is completely thrown off. You're not sleeping now that much at night, or it's just very broken sleep, which affects your cortisol levels and your adrenal glands and whatnot. If you are not eating that well, um, or you just weren't as prepared, or maybe this is just you're, you're eating how you used to eat, which maybe not may not have been the best habits. You know, you're affecting your blood sugar levels, which is another hormonal issue. So when it comes to nutrition tips, number one is just keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Don't start dieting. And I put that in quotations. Um, don't restrict yourself too much. If people are bringing you food because that's, you know, that's their gift when they're coming to meet the baby or they're just trying to help, accept it and eat it. You are going to be hungry, especially if you're nursing. And if you're in this position right now, I know you're like, yes, I'm hungry and thirsty all the time. If people are cooking for you, accept it. It is so helpful. If you are pregnant and listening to this right now, my suggestion would be to start thinking about some quick ideas for you of things to make. Think about who's going to take ownership of making it if you are in the household with help um, or if you have relatives. You can start freezing some meals or if you just had your baby, consider it. It's very helpful to pull home-cooked meals out of your freezer and not store-bought frozen stuff. You don't need that. Um, you can even look up, if your budget allows, meal prep services. Some are not that expensive and you just get some variety and it keeps you on track. But definitely keep it simple. Eat things that make you feel good long-term, not short-term. Quick fixes are always there like sugar and junk and garbage, but it's not going to make you feel good. And 
with your hormones being all over the place and just trying to adjust with this new little life in your hands, you need to eat well and nourish yourself, especially if you're breastfeeding. Your body's just going through so much and is trying to heal physically from childbirth or whether you had it naturally or via C-section, your body's going through so much. So help it. You can only help it and nourish it by the foods, the right foods that you're choosing to eat. And ultimately it is your choice, whether if you have help, you know, make your grocery list, just tell your partner or your relatives or your family, friends, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, just stick to the basics. Things that you could grow or kill in your backyard is, is a good rule of thumb. Um, what else? Like dips like hummus or guacamole stuff just to keep you on track. There are some really great uh, store-bought snacks that would be worth looking into or trying to see if you like. There's some almond flour crackers by Simple Mills that I've been getting for my son and for me to eat as well and just dip it in hummus, which is so tasty. Um, veggies and hummus is a really quick one. Hard-boiled eggs are really simple and a great complete protein to get in. If you're nursing, making sure that you're consuming adequate and more than adequate amounts of protein is really important to maintain your milk supply. Um, but when it comes to basic nutrition tips, you guys, whether you've been through this journey before or not, keep it simple and don't restrict yourself. It's not the time to do that. It's not the time to add stress. So just go back to your basics. Like I said, if you can kill it or grow it in your backyard, it's good to eat. If you, if it grows in a, or not grows, if you can make it in a factory, you don't need it. And that's what I would say on that one. Um, so let's just wrap up here. So when it comes to tips for a new mom, what would I say? And I think the number one would be, be patient and kind with yourself. And it's so easy to get frustrated if things don't work the first time or just general frustration, but just know that you're doing your best. I can guarantee you that even if it doesn't feel like it, you are, I know it, you know, we're going to feel tired, but give yourself some credit. You're not sleeping as much and you're up during the day and night. And I tell my husband, like after my my son goes down to sleep, I say, well, I'm getting ready for night shifts because my daughter will be up. You know, this was in the beginning. She sleeps great now. Thank goodness. But in the beginning, I was like, you know, from day shift to night shift, you think about it, you're go, go, go. So make sure that you're, you're patient with yourself and you're kind to yourself and going back to body image that you are giving yourself compliments. Seriously, instead of saying, man, I didn't do that or oh, I should have or um, just shaking your head at yourself. Stop that. Cut it out. <laughs> Seriously, you've you got to give yourself compliments and build your confidence and kudos to yourself right you're doing a lot for your your newborn baby or for your other kids and your newborn baby and trying to make sure everything is still in place but be kind be patient accept help and enjoy the moment my mom kept saying after malaya my daughter was born that it doesn't last forever which is good on the hard days cuz you're thinking that you know the challenges like it, you're going into the next day, these won't be the same challenges. Like you could get through this day, the day will almost be done. But then on the other hand, it's also enjoy the moment because it doesn't last forever in terms of your baby will never be this little again. 
And especially with a newborn, they outgrow their newborn clothes so fast. And also their zero to three so fast. My daughter's almost out of it and she just turned three months that I'm like, man, I'm not going to ever use these baby clothes probably again. That's it. I've waited my whole life to be a mom and we're, we're slowly getting out of this baby phase and, you know, it's come and gone already. Something that as a baby you, or as a little girl I've, I've wished for, and it's already here and happening. So just remember that, um, it doesn't last forever. So try to soak in the the moments, appreciate it. If you need help, accept it. And yeah, honestly, I think that I'll just wrap up and finish there. If you are at least six weeks or eight weeks clear, depending on what kind of um, labor and delivery you had, just keep in mind if you're ready to get going, we have our next six-week challenge starting the week after Easter. If you are a regular person out there or a mom just wanting to feel better, um, please join us as well. My husband is doing it, so it is male and female friendly. We had a lot of couples do it with us this time so that was pretty neat but it is super interactive the goal is to make sure that it's realistic for you but it's also pulling you out of your comfort zone to help you get to your goals and get the results that you want and um, that's what it takes it takes change it takes change to change so um, I'm here with you guys along the way I am no different than you I am a mom I am an entrepreneur um, I am always trying to learn and be better, but I am also just trying to figure things out as well. So um, nobody is better than anybody else. We can always learn from each other. So um, that's also one, one last thing I like to say is make sure that you have some mommy friends. There's nothing better than people that can relate or can give you some super basic advice or at least tell you that they've been there and you're not alone that's been really helpful for me as well and know that I am a resource for you guys. You can email me anytime at info at christineemilywellness.com. Check out my website for more information at christineemilywellness.com and I look forward to uh, chatting with you guys on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.